Welcome back to another episode, Athletes Agency International Podcast. It's Joseph Terry here, your your host, and uh, today's guest we got Zach Fenga, a tennis player from New Zealand. Um, had a really interesting tennis background, uh, and he'll tell you a little bit more about that. Um, ended up going to Columbus State and did some really great things there, and is now pursuing doing a uh, grad assistant role. So you'll get to hear about. Um, what that's like and that kind of opportunity as well. Um, I really enjoyed speaking with Zach. Great guy. Um, I think some really cool things are ahead of him, and uh, it was awesome listening to his story. So, uh, without further ado, we'll get to the story. Enjoy. Yeah, there we are. What's up? Good, man. I'm good. Good. Uh, how you doing? Good. How you going? Good. Good. How's uh, how's everything with uh, you're you're in New Zealand right now, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been back since about like end of March, so everything's just been like pretty, pretty low key. The first like two months, just you know, in lockdown, basically first two and a half months, and now it's all, it's all been pretty good. So, cool man. Well. Now, well, welcome to the Athletes Agency International Podcast. I'm happy to get you on, and thank you for uh, you know taking the time out of your day to talk to me. Perfect, no problem. Yeah, man. All right, well, um, Zach, you know. Go ahead and uh, give us, you know, share a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, and you know, kind of tell us a little bit about your tennis career pre-college. Uh, yeah, so I'm from Waikanae, which is about uh, well, New Zealand, uh, an hour north of um, Wellington. Just grew up playing tennis from kind of just my dad. Um, dad, yeah, dad's side was super into tennis, so got into that pretty young. Um, Trying to, th- I started playing tennis seriously probably around nine, ten, eleven kind of age. Started training, you know, as much as I could. Um, moved away from home for a year when I was about twelve or thirteen, which mm. was pretty tough. Like waking up at five thirty every morning when you're twelve years old isn't isn't the most ideal thing, but no. um, <laughs> it definitely helped with uh, kind of you know sticking to kind of plans and. I mean, I haven't really had anything worse than waking up at 5.30, so I think that definitely helped in the long term. And then uh, they're just pretty much just being coached in Wellington by my cl- uh, my coach, Clint Packer, just at the Renoff Centre. His uh, He owns Planet Pro out in, uh, out in Wellington in New Zealand, so that's pretty much it, really, just been playing some international tournaments, ITS when I was a junior, and, you know, pretty, I think, pretty standard uh, like growing up tennis, just doing the pretty much what everyone else is doing tennis around here. Yeah, of course. I know um, tennis is such a, I come from a tennis family as well. Uh, I actually didn't play tennis, but my cousins play tennis and still play tennis. And I know it's yeah. one of those sports where, um, oh man, it's, 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 uh, I mean, just like everything, it, it is time consuming. Like I know yeah. they, they did homeschooling, <laughs> online school uh yeah. throughout their entire career uh um, yeah so just so they can travel and get to whatnot was uh um, yeah. you know the when you tough. moved away when you moved away from home at 12 was that like a residential academy or what uh so i went to a tennis academy called tutor it's like about an hour okay. away so every every monday my mom would would get up before school because i would go to school there as well um so i would get there on monday at 
whatever time school started, 8.30, 9 o'clock. So we'd have to leave at about 7 a.m. So we'd leave 7 a.m., get there, um, whatever, go to, go to school and all that stuff. And then from 4 to 6 every day we'll have um, like a group. There's about five or six of us that all lived in like one big house. So we'll go out and train for two hours and then we'll go for a just like a pretty small run after and then same in the morning, wake up at 5.30, hit from 6 to 7.30, go for a quick run after, then go to school and then training from uh, 4 to 6. So it was pretty full on at, at a pretty young age. So Yeah, it sounds pretty grueling for yeah. at a young age. But, um, you know, it, it's good that you were in that kind of environment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did, definitely good for you me. did learn a lot. Yeah. Uh, cool. No, so you're you're doing the tennis academy. Um, you're down in Wellington. You're playing some international tournaments. At what point did you decide that you wanted to pursue uh, going to the U.S.? Um, I think it was pretty late. I want to say end of very, very, very end of year twelve, start of year thirteen, and um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, so it was it was almost a bit late. It was um. So we actually, yeah, we got a lot of help from uh, Rob, Rob and Liesel. I think we're just like the main two people that were coordinating everything at the time. So um, pretty, pretty early on, they were like, you don't have, you know, the certain credentials. So I, I ended up when I was in year 13, which is the last year, which is optional in New Zealand. Um, I ended up having to drop down two years to do a science class and drop down a year to do my maths because I didn't have the right credentials to go to to be NCAA eligible, so I mean, the kind of that was a pretty, pretty late decision, which put me in a bit of a bit of trouble, kind of going down a couple of years, which I, I mean, honestly, I should have passed anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, that's a that's the thing. I ended up wanting to go pretty late, and it all like kind of you know worked itself out thanks to Robin Lucil. Yeah, no, um, part of. You know, part of our jobs is to make sure you guys are taking the right classes. Yeah. Because obviously, not everything translates over, and nah. you know, you got to have a certain amount of math, certain amount of English. You know, all that. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems it seems like a pretty foreign concept to when you know when you tell somebody, oh, you're taking the wrong classes at your school. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's just what we have to do. Yeah, it was, um, it was all super like strange understanding like just kind of what, what went over and what didn't go. I mean, there's classes that were harder than what I thought like math and English were and they didn't count and, you know, just it was all kind of a bit strange to understand at the start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and you know, it, another part is, is to make sure that we're like educating you guys on the system as yeah. part of the, you know, learning about the system of the NCAA. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a complex one. Yeah um cool no that's good uh it's good to hear that you got you know in touch with robin lee so how did you get in touch with robin Liesel? um so god i hope i don't get this wrong because i know rob won't be too pleased about this but i think the first <laughs> time i met him was um we actually got him to play for our interclub team at um paraparumu beach so like a small club uh just outside of wellington we got him to f- Oh, I wouldn't say fill in for us, play for us because the club coach there, I think him and uh, uh, Robbie and Jamie Atkinson, who was our club coach, were uh, relatively good friends. So we needed basically a number one, 
because I was playing number one at the time and I think we need a stronger number one. So we called up Rob, um, met him through that. And then he's also my family's chiropractor. Okay, so, nice. Yeah, I um, it's yeah, amazing chiropractor. So I mean, my nana goes there, my mom goes there, I go there. So you know, it's just oh wow, well, yeah, it all worked out pretty well. So I got a, I got a good agency, and I got a chiropractor out of them. So, <laughs> well, two birds, and uh, yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, no, uh, that's good to hear uh, that you guys got in touch that way. Um. Because what they what they did from the beginning is is quite powerful. Um, yeah. you know, creating the athletes agency, what they did is amazing. Um, so you end up going to Columbus State in Georgia. Um, you know, tell us about that adjustment coming from New Zealand to Georgia. It, it's around my neck of the woods. I'm from I'm from South Carolina, so okay, yeah, yeah. I know I I know where you are. I know I know the university. Uh, um, tell, tell me. Tell me about like maybe what you thought about America before you you went compared to you know when you've uh, actually arrived and you started getting onto campus and you know adjusting to life. Yeah, um, I don't know. Honestly, I didn't have much of an idea. It was kind of just super um, I, unexpected. I kind of really didn't kind of form an idea at all. I mean, there's all the all all the movies about America, which obviously like pretty unrealistic, which so I didn't really take into account any of those like crazy movies, but mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I wasn't expecting really anything in a way. I was just like, you know, whatever, whatever it is, is how it is. But um, it worked out quite well because me and my my best friends, we've been friends since we were nine. His name's uh, Karen Palpano. We both ended up going to Columbus State together, which oh, worked, nice. yeah, which worked out really, really well. So honestly, like it was pretty easy like fitting in and his older sister was a junior when we got there so um yeah that helped a lot we pretty much just like pretty much we're just on our hip for a couple months until we kind of met a a few friends and a group of people and then from there we kind of just did our own thing but yeah i mean it was super easy if you you can go over with someone or you go to a school with you know someone that you know it makes it like quite a bit easier to kind of find yourself Definitely. It's such a daunting move to come all the way from New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, so like knowing you have somebody that you're familiar with is good. Did, uh, did your friend's sister also play sports at the school? Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we will play tennis for uh, Columbus state at the same time. Ah, gotcha. Nice. Cool. No, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Like I said, uh, you, you know, um, there's obviously your, your normal adjustments. I'm sure that your experience when you were younger and you moved away from home to go to the tennis academy uh, kind of helped with that adjustment as well, like being away from yeah. home and whatnot. Yeah, there was. I mean, we traveled quite a bit when we were younger. I mean, we would do tours every year to like New Caledonia, Fiji. Um, I went to Australia. I mean, Australia is pretty pretty similar to New Zealand, so that like going to Australia wasn't anything crazy, but you kind of just kind of expect the unexpected kind of thing like yeah whatever it, it, it was uh i think it was good as it could be i like this the only thing that i kind of didn't like about when i first went is how hot it was so i know <laughs> the, first, the first day we got there it would have been oh 35 degrees celsius which would be pretty i mean like 90 yeah. degrees fahrenheit which i mean for new zealanders 
just not heard of like we'll just you know like we'll get early 80s max so that was yeah. kind of yeah, that was like it's a good thing that the, the, the weather was kind of the the hardest thing to adjust to yeah and then you throw in that southeast humidity on top no, of that as well real it's honestly unreal <laughs> it, you you warm up and you're soaked yeah <laughs> no the, I, I i totally know it's like walking through a hot tub and then uh when i went to new zealand i was getting used to the you know the, the extreme heat um so that was my adjustment yeah yeah with um you know besides the weather what what, what were some ma- some of the major um how different did you find the culture compared to New Zealand? Um, honestly, not that much different. Um, I think it's mainly because kind of since I was like kind of 12, 13, when I started uh, like playing international tournaments in New Zealand, like they were in New Zealand and overseas. And it's like you meet so many like so many different people. So it wasn't there wasn't any huge culture kind of shock or anything like that. Um yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't really think of anything. And most of the time, like I'm hanging out with you know the other athletes. So like I've met plenty of like American tennis players growing up, and you kind of already know what to expect from from like kind of you know them. And I know honestly, yeah, it wasn't much of a change to be honest, which was obviously really nice. No, that's good for you. Um, yeah, that's actually so true. Like tennis is such an international sport. When you go to these tournaments, you have international players. Yeah, I think yeah, you get uh, used to, you get used to different cultures and nationalities pretty quickly, and you understand that like everyone's. I mean, I wouldn't say a little bit different, but not everyone's exactly as the same as er- everyone from New Zealand tennis isn't exactly the same from everyone in American tennis and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, how did you how did you like Georgia as a whole? Did you ever get to go to Atlanta? I mean, I'm sure you did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been to Atlanta a few times just to kind of visit, you know, just, just super basic places like Pond City Market, which I know is hugely popular in Atlanta. Um, yeah, nothing really else, just a couple of friends' birthdays, a couple of concerts would go to just to see some some artists and stuff. But, yeah, nothing. I haven't honestly haven't had a great look around, but, you know, I've just kind of gone to the main attractions that you kind of just have to check off the list. Right. No, I mean, surely, surely you uh... You, you miss a little bit of Chick-fil-A because I know oh, I do. Oh, I, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I, miss, I miss Chick-fil-A. The two things I miss is probably Chick-fil-A and Zaxby's. Zaxby's, did you uh, – what about Chipotle? Chipotle I, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't like Chipotle too much. It was Really? That's like – that's my number one for me. Really? Yeah. I, live, I mean, I live right next to Chipotle. I'm not, um, I'm not a big fan, but I also live right next to Zaxby's, which kind of leveled it all out. Yeah, no, Zaxby's, the wings and things. That's oh, my order. Yeah, yeah, that's what I get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then Chick-fil-A, I mean, everything on there is good. I love their milkshakes. Yeah, that's just amazing. Um, yeah, no, classic. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, Robin Liso helped you with your, you know, taking the right classes uh, yeah. in your year 13. When you got to Columbus State, what did you decide to major in and, uh, and why? What, what, were your, what are your goals with that? So when I first got there, I decided to um, major in exercise science. Um, there wasn't uh, there wasn't too much I was interested in in terms of uh, the majors that kind of were offered, but exercise science kind of took my took my interest. And then I did um, two years of that, and 
basically I took an anatomy class that I didn't really enjoy too much, which kind of like kind of showed me obviously if I don't like anatomy, that's a pretty huge part of exercise science. So, you know, if I'm not enjoying this class, I'm probably not going to enjoy like, you know, the future classes. So I ended up changing to communications, just kind of like the integrated media kind of video side of communications, public relations, stuff like that, which I'm, I mean, at the time I wasn't overly um, interested in, but once you kind of start getting into it, I got a lot more interested in all of it. And yeah, it was a good, I think it was a good major to pick in the end. It's pretty versatile. I think it kind of relates to, I mean, most of the things that you do, um, I mean, at most jobs. So I think it's a pretty universal, universal degree. Yeah. No, I know a lot of, I had a lot of friends that did communications yeah. and I had a similar thing. I, I went into a major thinking, uh, you know, this is what I want to do. And then I got into it. I changed, I actually changed, uh, I had three different majors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was all over, I was all over the place. And then what also happened when I transferred as well. And, um, yeah, it was a mess. I went in as a as a business major, thinking, yeah. yeah, just like every freshman, oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna learn about business. And then it comes come the first exam, I I was like, you know what, like I don't like any of this. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Isn't me. And then so I dropped it, and I was I went to a Jesuit school in Colorado. Okay. Um, and I was everyone had to take a religious course, and I went to a Catholic high school, so. I like you know grew up going to a Catholic high school. The the Catholic classes like the the Bible, New Testament, all that they didn't really. It was boring to me because in class they would just it was just reciting the Bible. Uh, cool. No, not to knock the Bible or anything, but you know every day just reciting it, it's not the not the funnest thing yeah. to do. But you know you, then I got to the school and we were taking a world religion course, and uh, no, I took a lot of interest into that and i yeah. ended up like i ended up deciding to major in that and i was having classes like meditation like uh, one of my classes was <laughs> we just go in we met we learn how to meditate and heal and uh one every once in a while we would go to there was like a buddhist temple not far from us mm-hmm. and we would go meditate with monks and that was a class yeah, and it was just uh man i i loved every bit of that yeah. i thought that was uh-huh. i was never Never, I didn't think I was ever going to do anything with that major, but it was at the yeah. time that's what like inter- interested me yeah. the most. I think, yeah, I think it wow. definitely kind of has like you have a fair idea of coming in what you want to do, and I think that happens more so than what people would think. Like, you kind of realize, oh, it's not the one for me, but I think, yeah, I think that's something that if you feel like you definitely have that feeling, you just got to not really dwell on it for like, don't I don't think you should wait an extra semester if you really feel that strong about it because that can really come back to get you yeah no if you, if you wait too long then you've taken too many classes and then you gotta play catch up and um it's a mess but i mean i, I will say depending on what you want to do you know if it's you know for instance if you start as a health and exercise science major if you know you want to be a pt that's probably the major to yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah that's also, what i wanted to do yeah around. but also like if you, I don't know, if you want to be uh, something in business, you don't necessarily have to study business. No. Uh, you're not really limited to that. I think a lot, of, a lot of kids go into it and they think uh, we have, you know, whatever I major is what I'm gonna yeah, do, yeah. Uh, and it's not really like that unless you're gonna be a doctor or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, 
no, but it's good to it's good to hear that you found found your niche. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you got you kind of got in a rhythm. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's kind of like in your past, you had quite a like a quite a busy schedule uh, environment as it is. You know, what was a normal le- normal week like for you or a normal day um, at Columbus State? And was it was it anything you know really different from what you had in the past? Um, I think the only thing that was kind of different was just a, it was more a bit more consistent. Like there was, it's not like I've never woken up that early to go to training, or I haven't worked that hard, or I haven't trained like on court for two or three hours a day. It's just doing it every day, back to back. Um, kind of finding a way that it doesn't get boring, which is, you know, partly uh, the coach's thing to deal with because obviously you don't want to be running the same things every day and kind of boring everyone out and whatever. But it's also like a player thing to do. So it's always good to kind of a thing that our team concentrated on was like, you know, trying to trying to uh, get better at like something small. So if my backhand's not going good one day, like work on my backhand the next day, like – my forehand will be good, but I was like, what can I do to make it better? Those kind of things. But, um, yeah, it's nothing really out of the ordinary. It's just like, you know, I would wake up at um, like 7.30, weights from 8 to 9, classes from 9 to, you know, 9 to 11.30, 9 to 12, go go to the cafe, eat, go train, probably 1.30, 3.30 afternoon classes. But, yeah, well, I think once you get in the habit um, – and especially, I was pretty fortunate enough to kind of, you know, like go to the academy when I was young. So I'm pretty, I mean, even though it was about six, seven years before I went, I already kind of knew, you know, I mean, obviously it's a bit different getting up 5.30 compared to 7.30, but I kind of already know kind of my routine when I'm trying to wear myself up in the morning and stuff like that. But especially when you have a group of guys or girls around you kind of all working to the same goal, it makes it a hundred times easier to kind of, stick to the routine but yeah i just the, the big the biggest thing is just the consistency doing it every day is the only real big difference from you know uh columbus state and doing it when i was younger definitely um i know you mentioned you had weights can you tell the listeners more about columbus state's uh facilities and like what's you know everything that's like provided for you for you guys as athletes yeah so um yeah basically we have a um kind of a, a rec center which i mean in new zealand is just like i guess a student gym which uh, i don't think it's as popular like kind of student facilities over here in terms of like the big rec centers and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but, you know we just have rec centers and de- especially coming from new zealand like you see like when i first um kind of skyped my best friend's sister she showed me the facilities and um they, they're just unreal. The, the facilities in America are just so much more than what you would think. I think mainly just because of like the money that goes in um, to the schools and all that stuff. But um, yeah, we just had, you know, crazy facilities. And I mean, my school wasn't even a, you know, a big school in terms of like having an amazing rec, but I mean, it's got like, you know, it's got like three pools. It's got like a a big spa, like all that kind of stuff. I mean, literally everything you want. Like it's got a few basketball courts, two squash courts, all the weight machines that you would need. Like may, maybe even like two or three of the same weight machines. So there's no there's no queue. And then on the next one, we had a um tread like treadmills, 
uh, bikes, rowing machines, all that kind of stuff. I mean, just the whole floor is just full of it. So, which is a pretty, I mean, even for gyms in New Zealand, that's, that's impressive. And I mean, I didn't really go to a, a really, really big school. So that was, I think that was something that was kind of crazy to see when you first went over there. But I mean, they literally, you know, like sports is such a big part and NCAA is such a big part of the colleges that they, they kind of just have, you know, every little machine that a student or a student athlete would need. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, if for those listening, Columbus State's a, it's a division two school and even, a, you know, some people might think, oh, division two, like the facilities might not be up to par, but that's, that's beyond, that's, that's really far from the truth. I mean, like you said, the amount of funding that goes into the schools and the athletics uh, at all universities at all levels is more than people think. Um, and it's to provide those world-class facilities for you guys. Yeah. You said three pools, you know, basketball court, you know, everything you need, um, you know, your, your physios. What about your, um, your physio room, like your ice baths and all that? What did you guys have? Yeah. So, I mean, we just had, you know, like three or four just trainers or I'm not really sure what they'll be. I mean, it's more trainers. Uh, I mean, they just have a pretty good general knowledge of everything. I mean, we had ice baths. It was nothing, nothing, you know, nothing crazy. But I mean, we had ice baths. We just had like, you know, all the heat packs, all the massage tables, um, mm-hmm. all that kind of, you know, just all the extra stuff that's you kind of, I mean, it's just coming from, again, coming from New Zealand and seeing all this kind of extra stuff that they have for, the colleges over there and the student athletes is just kind of that, that i mean again that was probably the most unexpected thing um over yeah the, sure. kind of the the resources and money they have going into their athletic department it's just it's quite just ridiculous to be honest yeah it's a lot it's a lot um um but i mean it all that that's part of the whole experience yeah um because it, it, it feels like a professional environment yeah yeah really really you're right. in. You know, you're not not only do you have the facilities but um you guys are traveling nice you guys like every every beginning beginning of every season it's like a christmas you guys get a bunch of gear yeah yeah uh, you know you name it your runners yeah it's you know, awesome training all, all that stuff yeah um so yeah it's a lot um and it, it's you know it's just to make the whole thing you know a little bit easier yeah um well, it's good to hear that, you know, Columbus State has the proper facilities for you. Well, you know, as a team, you know, what were your, what are the team goals? Uh, what were the team goals during your time of playing? And then also just as an individual, uh, when you would approach each season, what were some of your goals? Um, yeah, so kind of the first <coughs> – um, my first year we didn't really – we were outside the top 10. I think we are around 13, 14, 15. Uh, and nationally, um, but the, yeah, there were just four or five teams that we just didn't really feel like we had a chance against. Um, like we'd go out and play, even just one of the teams in our conference, we'd just go out and get destroyed by them. They would lose. I mean, you play. Um, you, I'm trying to think what it was. I think they changed it a year or two ago, but um, they used to be out of nine matches. So like, would literally lose to the same team like nine zero. Like, wouldn't even lucky to get a set off them kind of thing. So, I mean, like, the first year was all pretty, like, you know, we'd go out and we'll kind of – we kind of knew that we weren't – you know, I wouldn't say good enough, but it was just, like, even if we, like, 
would play our best. We get destroyed by this one team in our conference, and um, that kind of was a big setback for for our school because at the start of the season we thought we had a good team. We we recruited uh, myself and KP, and KP's a top two hundred junior in the world. So uh, I mean, I struggled quite a bit freshman year. I didn't really have any personal goals apart from just like basically just win as much as I could, which would help the team. Um, sophomore year, kind of some of the top teams dropped off a little bit. Their recruiting wasn't that great, and we picked up a couple of really good players. So that year we ended up uh, making the semis of nationals. But again, like the team that beat us in the semi, they were just kind of another step above us. And But um, they had – I think their whole team were seniors. So that next year, uh, junior year, we, we, we showed out really well. Um, the semester before kind of season, we have – fall uh regionals and fall nationals and all that stuff um so i mean one of one of our, our top singles player kp or karen palpano he ended up winning nationals for singles and kp and one of our freshmen ended up coming runner up uh in the doubles so we oh, wow. we had yeah we thought we had a way better chance that year um and yeah we ended up winning that year, I think KP finished um, number one in the country for singles, and I ended up stealing KP's partner. So, and uh, me and me and uh, my partner Alvaro from um, from Spain ended up finishing finishing number one in the country for doubles, and then yeah, yeah, up beating uh, Barry. And we went to Arizona, which weather was equal, equally as horrendous as it is in the south, but uh, <laughs> it was about a hundred and and four degrees the first day we got there and yeah it's a whole new world there it was it was disgusting it was pretty i mean definitely i don't think it was as tough as playing in the south on the on the east but um just without the humidity yeah we ended up beating uh the number one team in the country five four which was i mean obviously pretty cool so coming into the senior year same goals um me and my doubles partner won um the nationals for doubles kp won singles again but we we were up 3-0 in the final for teams um ended up losing 4-3 against barry so that was a pretty devastating way to kind of finish my college career with columbus but it was definitely i don't know it was, it was kind of nice to in the strangest way possible win one and lose one because you kind of realize how like how good it is to win one so, I mean, when we lost, it was obviously devastating, and but having that win my uh, my third year definitely definitely was a bit sweeter after that. For sure, for sure. No, it sounded like you in your time you you did get to accomplish some great things. And what what's really unique about yours is, you know, your first year, um, your first you know season or two, you kind of you struggled, but you saw a steady progression each yeah, year. Yeah, you guys improved each year. Yeah, it was really cool to uh, be a part of. Sorry, I just think that's like such a big thing to look for is um, especially with our coach and I'm sure with, you know, whoever's coaches, they, you don't think, when I first went over there, I kind of thought my coach had no idea what he was talking about and I kind of set limitations on my team and even when I first got there, my coach was like, yeah, by like, I'm looking to have you and KP, um, you know, my best friend from here at playing at one and two and winning nationals in a couple of years. And like me and my coach, I mean, really good friends. Like I did volunteer coaching with him for for six months, but we always talk about how 
how funny it was that I told him I thought he was a a bit of an idiot for thinking that me and KP could play number one and we could maybe do something. And then we ended up, you know, playing one and two in the team and winning nationals all together. So, yeah, the coaches, surprisingly, the coaches do know what they're doing. Yeah, no, sometimes you kind of, I, I, I know I know that kind of situation. Um, and sometimes you just kind of like have to put your trust yeah. in the coach. This they see something. Faith. They see something. Yeah. yeah, if they see something, then it's for a reason. And it might happen, it might not. But like if they believe in it, then you, you, know, yeah. you just kind of have sure. to do it the same. For sure. Um you mentioned you did some, you know, you did some volunteer uh, coaching. You know, talk about that role uh, and also, um, you know, what you're currently trying to do now. Yeah. So, um, I think last last August, basically, coach needed a bit of extra help with um just with coaching and stuff. So, I mean, we have. Um, my boss who I work for over there was a volunteer coach and he kind of said like it's an awesome kind of thing to put up on your CV it's pretty um it was pretty easy to slide into the role just because I mean we only there are only two or three new players and um so I already knew the whole team I knew the whole kind of philosophy and what coach kind of wanted to the team to have and the attitude and all that kind of stuff. So I think for, for both of us, it was a good fit coach having someone that kind of already knows what's like, what's going on and all that stuff. And I got already got along so well with the, with the other coaches and the players. So yeah, I just did pretty much just with them probably two, three hours every day from, uh, I guess August to the, you know, start, oh, sorry, mid end of March to whenever, um NCAA got shut down but um no it was it was an awesome way to especially kind of meet meet new people the new guys in the team um and yeah and it's definitely something I've always wanted to kind of do I kind of want to continue coaching at Columbus State because I want to go on and do my um graduate assistant but you know it's just such a for me Columbus is a pretty big part of um you know who I am and just kind of not not just giving back, but just wanting to stay stay around that community that's kind of helped helped us even when we were just getting absolutely just destroyed by the top teams. I've always just kind of like had some blind faith in us for some strange reason and then ended up coming out pretty well. But um yeah, just kind of just giving back and just want to stay around kind of that, that positive community. No, that's awesome. Um t- you know, tell tell the listeners a little bit about what is a grad assistant role and what it entails. Uh, yeah, so basically it's just like um, you do your graduate degree. So I was going to do mine. I'm not too sure what's going on with all the um, the visa stuff right now, but I was going to do mine on uh, organizational leadership. Um, so basically I'll be studying, I think it's only three classes for grad. Uh, yeah, three classes, just nine hours, um, just nine hours a week. Um, then I'll be helping out with the team. So I'll be going to to waste with them in the morning and then I'll be going to training with them every day. And then I'll be traveling with them. I didn't really travel too much, um, in the past year with them just because, you know, coach didn't really need me that bad. So, I mean, it was only if he really needed me to come and I just had my own kind of job I was doing as well, but I'd be traveling with them to, you know, like regionals and nationals flying with them and all that kind of stuff. So 
it was pretty much really it's just a bit more a bit more work than what i was already doing just a bit more traveling and obviously school work but um yeah yeah i think it's a it's a super good way to they give you a scholarship all that kind of stuff so i think it's a good way to especially i mean for me i'd like to continue coaching and stay around columbus so i thought this was a pretty pretty good way to um be able to do that no it's it's a great way i had um I had many friends do that as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's a good way you get your masters yeah. out of it, uh, and you get to stay involved in the sport and yeah. kind of it's a good it's a good transitioning role into coaching. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So no, hats off to you for doing that. You know, uh, taking taking that initiative. Yeah. Um, and you no, know, it's that's that's exciting. It's really cool to hear that you want to you know. You, you came to Columbus State, you know, four or five years ago, and uh, and now you you're you know you finished your undergraduate degree and you're finished your playing career, and you know you you love that environment so much. Yeah, and it's it's you know quote unquote a a smaller school uh, compared to some other universities, and yeah. uh, I had a, I had the similar thing at my first school. Uh, I went to a, a small Division two school maybe 2000 kids yeah uh but the environment was unreal yeah um, and people people really don't give that that kind of environment enough credit yeah um it, it yeah it, it is it's obviously because the second school i transferred to was was bigger uh it was a division one school you know had like 10 15000 kids yeah and for me that felt massive yeah that's huge uh but uh you know those those years at my first school, I really, the people I, I met have real like, you know, it felt like family. And every time I go back, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it feels different. Like yeah, it sure. feels like a second home to me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, people, you know, I think people should, you know, those that are listening and, you know, maybe you're thinking, Oh, I, I got to go to a big school. I got to go to you know school with this amount of kids and has to have a football team and blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, there's a whole new, there's a whole different kind of experience. You're still gonna have just as much fun. College is college, and you're still gonna have just as much fun. Um, but I think people should really give light into these like smaller school environments. Yeah, for sure. And on and on. Yeah, and on top of that, you 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 can maybe contest to it, but uh, academically, you probably felt really go to them on a first name basis um you know if you need it time to sit down yeah they can sit down with you and all that um i know when i when i transferred then i was going into lecture halls with like 250 kids at a lecture hall and the professor had no time of day for me yeah uh, so yeah you can that's another big thing is kind of you you meet a lot the smaller classes you meet you're more kind of likely you know to make friends in those classes i mean when you have a lecture room of like you said, 250 people, you know, like you start to, I mean, you do the same classes year and like year after year with the same people, but it's kind of harder to, I mean, what am I trying to say? Like smaller classes, when you do the same class with them year after year, like you, you get to meet them, you get to talk to them, you know, and then you find someone like friends or you can study with, whereas like a bigger classroom, it's kind of harder to, everyone I think tends to keep to themselves a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, uh, in a smaller classroom, you know, in terms of what you're, you know, you're trying to say is, uh, 
uh, you'll eventually sit with everybody in a smaller classroom, sit next to them, and you'll kind of yeah. just get to know them. Yeah. But in a lecture hall, 250 people, I, I might meet I might meet 10 of them, yeah. and the rest yeah. I, I won't even know, yeah. uh, and it, nor will I see again yeah. on campus. Exactly. Like it, the chance, chances that I run into them are, are slim. Yeah. Um, so no, there there is like major benefits, and it kind of really is tailored to who you are as an individual. Um, but it sounds like it, it fit perfectly for you, which is great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Zach, you've been you've been giving some great insight. Uh, it's really you're definitely. I think you're the first one on the show that is exploring the GA role, and you know. Cool. Um, looking to do your masters at the same university. I know, I know some, I know a lot of the other athletes still went to do their masters, but they went off to go do it at different universities. Yeah. Uh, it's really awesome to hear that you kind of, you know, you fell in love with this environment. Yeah. Um, you know, if you were to run into somebody in New Zealand who was interested in this college pathway, what, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, definitely the first thing I'd say is just be way more prepared than I was. I kind of mine was, and I'm sure Lisa and Rob can can vouch for this. Was just uh, a lot of just a huge mess at the start, just because of you know me just trying to um to come so late. I think it's something that you kind of have to think about a lot easier. Just so like if I knew at the start of year eleven that I wanted to go, I could have been like, okay. I need to figure out what classes I need to do and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's kind of thing. That was kind of the thing that I kind of struggled with. Like I was still, literally still doing classes um, in July, like end of July, and I wasn't cleared oh, wow. to play. I was in, I was at Columbus, and I don't think I was even cleared to play. Um, so I mean, I was, I was pretty certain that you know it would all be fine because I, I got all the credits I needed to. I was just waiting for, uh, I think it was NCAA compliance. But um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just if. You just got to decide decide early so you can kind of prepare yourself. Um, yeah, and another – another. I mean, it's probably because I went to a D2 as well. Like, D2, it's not – I don't know why there's such a there's such a bad stigma uh, towards it. D, like, I've had such a great time at the D2. There's – you know, if you do pick D2, obviously you want to go to the best D2 you can, or if you want to go to a D1, go to the best D1 you can. But – um. Yeah, there's not, there's honestly not much difference. I've had, you know, an amazing time, met great people, um, played some, you know, great teams like you're doing D1. And uh, yeah, just basically there's not, not much difference between the two. Obviously a bit of, a bit of money and with the traveling and all that kind of stuff. But no, I've just had a, an amazing time for, for, uh, for my experience. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know, uh, I'm sure you guys in your off season even got to um, compete against some Division One schools. I know in our spring season, when it wasn't our competitive season, we would go play some Division One schools in the yeah. area. And yeah. Honestly, like, you know, people uh, people might think, oh, D1 versus D2, like D1 will for sure win, but it wasn't really that way. Um, you know, it's not that much it's not really that much of a difference yeah uh you're still you're still gonna have a, you know unbelievable players yep. for instance i mean you and you and your friend kp won a national title mm -hmm. i mean not many division one players can do that yeah uh so you know what i mean like you, you guys are obviously at the division one level but 
does it really mean anything uh, to say that you can go and compete at a, a D1 level but not win a national title? I mean, you know what I mean? It, it just depends on more what you want. Yeah. Uh, so, no, it's good that you, you know, you, you saw you saw the good in the, in the opportunity. Um, you know, in your, I mean, like you, your, your situation, like you said, you, you, you thought about doing this late on uh, in year 13. But in your, you know, experience with Athletes Agency, what's been your favorite thing about working with them? Um, I don't know. It was just super just easy to kind of understand we were always kind of on the same page there was no like it was good as soon as they knew we knew um obviously i went vice versa because we really needed the help but it was all just like you know you give them kind of your problem and it's, it's super obvious that you know they're kind of they're trying 100 percent to kind of find a solution or find some little thing that might help or even if there's a small very small chance even if it they probably know it's not going to work. They'll do it anyway or that kind of stuff. Like, they really just want to just help. So, you know, you just put them under kind of any situation. I had some pretty tough situations, obviously, with me barely being eligible to play. But I think, you know, they can just pretty much – they're just there to help. They'll do anything for you kind of thing. So I think that's, yeah, definitely the biggest takeaway I got from them. Just they just literally so obvious that they want to help. Yeah, no, I mean, exhaust all options uh, and look into every, uh, you know, avenue yeah. uh, for sure. Um, you know, we always want to put you guys in the best environment that we can yeah. uh, to your ability and to your desires. Yeah. So, um, you yeah, know, for sure. Um, last thing here, Zach, and then, you know, I'll let you get back to your evening. Cool. Um, it's what we call the America Startup Pack. What are your, your cool. four essentials for Columbus yeah. State? Jeez. Um, I'm trying to think. I'll definitely I, – I had thought about this when I saw the questions, but I think definitely something like kind of something to help you relax, get your mind off kind of what to do in the free time. I mean, mine was – I mean, pretty, pretty standard. Mine just like PlayStation. That's where I just switch off. So kind of something that you can do outside of, you know, you study so much and you're, you're working super hard all the time. So just a nice little something you can switch off um, and just kind of mindlessly do was, is something that I enjoy just kind of so I don't have to, you know, constantly think about, about tennis and academics and all that stuff. So, yeah, for me, definitely PlayStation. Um Jeez, this is actually kind of hard. Um, I know a big. Oh, I wouldn't really call this like a package I'd bring over, but definitely like trying to kind of find a group of friends early. I mean, like university is so big that you're like, no matter who you are, you're bound to find someone. Like, kind of, there's so many groups on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's. I mean, there's literally anything. There's. Like, you know, you have, like, card games that are so specific that maybe only, like, six people at your university play, and, like, you can just go there and you can meet those people and you can have, like, a great time. And, you know, we had, like, people on my campus. It was, like, a NBA 2K club, and, you know, you have, like, 30 or 40 people that meet up and just literally play, like, PlayStation together all upstairs or above the cafe or just kind of like that. So, yeah, yeah, definitely starter pack. You need to kind of just, like, look around for, for little... I mean, yeah, I guess little groups that you can be involved in or 
I mean, and it's the same. Like everyone, everyone in university when they get there, they're looking for friends as well. So I think it's a lot easier um, than you kind of make it out to be to yourself. Being like, oh, it's so scary to go talk up, talk to this person, but I'm sure if they're new as well, like they just want to, you know, find someone to to kind of talk to and go through the kind of start with someone. Um, yeah, I honestly can't really think of too much too much else with the starter pack. Um, yeah. And all, yeah. No, I would say in a phone. I would say that. Oh, headphones. That's a good one for your travel. Yeah. I would say the you know following up on your, uh, you know finding a group. It's kind of just you know having an open mind. Yeah. You know going in and you know everybody is in that same situation. Yeah. You know they they're new to campus. They just want to meet people. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's funny that you heard you mentioned about the two K club. Uh, we we had like FIFA tournaments in my dorms. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, you all gather in like the lobby area and you just yeah. play FIFA. <laughs> and it's like, like you said, it's like thirty people and yeah, just gathering, cool. playing video games. Um, no, it's such a it's such a unique time. You don't really find that anywhere else. No, definitely. Uh, and it, yeah, it's a great environment to be a part of. Yeah, for sure. But uh, no, man, it it, it sounds. Uh, I really enjoyed hearing your story. Um, I'm excited for you in the future. You know, hopefully soon you get to go back and um you know with everything going on yeah. and you know you hopefully you get to get into that ga role and um you know i'm sure we'll be in touch in the future uh and yeah thank you know thank you for coming on and you know telling us about your story awesome thank you all right man take it easy all right, see ya later had a great time speaking with Zach. Um, he really gave some great insight that i think is going to be valuable for a lot of you listeners out there um zach provides a side of a story where you know he really has fallen in love with the area that he's in the community uh the people uh so much so that he you know wants to continue and stay on pursue a master's and also stay a part of the tennis program at columbus state university um so i want to thank zach for taking the time out of his day to come on really enjoyed speaking with him Um, Again, all you listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Please keep sharing the podcast. We really like putting out these stories for you guys and we'll continue to do so. And uh, lastly, make sure, of course, spread the word and uh, follow us on social media and Instagram, Aussie Athletes Agency and Kiwi Athletes Agency. Um, If you follow these accounts, you can stay up to date with, um, you know, our latest athletes, uh, who's going where and what they're doing. Um, you know, some of the uh, recent accomplishments. Um, so give that a follow so you can stay up to, uh, up to the date of the athletes that you're listening about. Until next week, and thanks for tuning in again.